0: And welcome to the GMC podcast, the place where you can listen to the weekly word from God and highlights from the team at GMC, Gillespie Memorial Church in Dunfermline, Scotland. Today's podcast brings you the sermon series, Money, the Root of All Evil or a Necessary Part of Life. This is a five-part series that will be interspersed in our Sunday worship through February to May 2023. It will challenge all us all to understand jesus's and saint paul's teaching about possessions and money you know wealth in general and how we relate to wealth and what it means to give of ourselves generously for the kingdom of god in a world where our security is often linked to what we own and possess the scriptures can reset our assumptions on what matters most in life so thank you for joining us on this podcast, as we hope you will both be encouraged to respond to God's word and be challenged by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, before the word from God, we will lead you in a time of prayer.
1: Let us pray. <clears throat> Excuse me, Almighty Father, we come this morning to acknowledge our debt of gratitude for all that you have done for us. Our praise and worship are all that we have to offer you in return, and we lift our heartfelt thanks now for your love and constancy towards us. On this beautiful spring morning, we thank you for the sights and sounds of new life all around us and marvel at the beauty of your creation and that you have entrusted your wonderful world to us. So often we take all that you do for us for granted. We forget that everything we have is your gift to us, and we, don't, we do not thank you as we should, we do not praise you as we should, and we do not serve you as, as we should. Forgive us, Father, and teach us to be better disciples and stewards of all your goodness. At the start of this new week, remind us that in all that we say and do, you are with us, guiding and protecting us, giving us opportunities to serve and to bring your love to those in need. Father God, no matter what we are going through, you are with us. You know all the worries and anxieties we are carrying, and you never fail us. But so often we forget your promises and the plans you have for us. And we forget that you are the creator of all things, and you provide for all of your creation. Therefore, we should not be afraid and anxious about what our future holds. You hold our future, and you will provide for all of our needs. We have the certainty that all of our sins have been forgiven because Jesus was crucified on the cross for each one of us. His resurrection and ascension secures our place in your kingdom. It can be difficult to imagine a love so great, but your mercy and grace overflows and we are surrounded by your care and compassion. As we go into this week with all of your promises, help us to see the needs of those around us and to reach out with your love, to offer support, encouragement and care to each and every person we meet. As we prepare to hear the word you have given Lee for us this morning, we thank you for Lee and his witness for you. Father God, open our ears to hear, hear, our eyes to see, our minds to understand, and our hearts to receive your word. We ask you to hear our prayers as your disciples here in this place, and we join our hearts and voices in the prayer that Jesus taught all of his disciples. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen.
0: Following that time of prayer, I hope your heart is prepared and open to receive from God's Word wherever you are today. If you hear anything from our preacher today from God's Word or the sermon that challenges you and raises questions, or if you want to know more about the Christian faith, about getting to know the Lord Jesus, then please get in touch via our website or through the office. Details are in the show notes. Or maybe you'd like to support... GMC financially in our Ministry for the Kingdom. Again, details can be found through the contact us page of our website, gillespiechurch.org or via our Facebook page. Now, over to our preacher.
2: Good morning. I've been um, encouraged to remind you um, of your f- gifted forms and your tithe forms. Um, it would be good if these were in by the end of the month, if you could. Um, so if you do have these forms at home and you've not filled them in yet, um, I've been encouraged to encourage you, please do get them in. Um, and also if you don't have the forms, you should have the forms, but if you don't have the forms, then the best person to probably speak to is Barbara Ann at the back. Um, so just give her a little shout if you need, if you need those forms. Um, let's open up God's Word. I'm going to read from um, John's Gospel. And this morning, no, sorry, I'm not actually, I'm reading from Luke. (laughs) I do (laughs) apologise. Luke's Gospel. And we're going to be reading from um, chapter 12 in Luke's Gospel, um, verses 22 to 34. There, your heart will be also. Amen. There are a couple of ways um, that we could go with with this passage. There's one or two ways. um, But I think what's important is to take this passage in light of what Jesus has already been speaking about. Jesus starts to speak about anxiety. Jesus starts to speak about worry. Jesus starts to speak about our lives as Christians. But prior to that, he spoke about the parable of the rich fool, if you'll remember. And I think that's important. And I think there's a, there's a need to focus on the parable of the rich fool before um, focusing on this passage today. So just a quick word about the parable of the rich fool. Jesus calls the man a rich fool. Why does he call the man a rich fool? He calls the man a rich fool because this man says, look at all the hard work I've done. Look at everything that I've amassed. Look at everything I have. Look at everything I own. You know what I'll do with it? I'll store it up. I'll, do you know, I'll actually, I'll, I'll get rid of my small barn I'll build a bigger one and I'll stick it all in this barn. And then I can live the rest of my life happy. I can relax and I can enjoy life. Now that I can relax with all that I have, I'm sorted. I have all that I need. And Jesus calls this man, this kind of man, a rich fool. Now, what's not being said in this, in, in this ritual parable is that things and possessions and even money is a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. These are good things. But rather, there's, Jesus focuses on a, an attitude of heart towards these things. And that's what we're going to be thinking about today. Worry and anxiety about possessions and money, worry and anxiety, the place that that has in the life of a Christian in the outworking of God's kingdom, what place does, if any, does anxiety and worry have in the life of a Christ follower? Worries and anxieties are important. They communicate something to us. They communicate something about us, worries and anxieties. Our worries and anxieties will reveal the object of our worship. Our worries and anxieties will reveal the object of what we worship. Those who seek the kingdom of God should not be controlled by the worries of this life. Jesus said himself that we cannot have two masters. We cannot serve God we cannot fully serve God whilst at the same time serving things or serving possessions or serving money. We cannot serve God fully if we're serving a desire within our own heart to, to have or to gain comfort. Do we worship comfort? And I think when we say we can't serve God and money together or we can't serve God and possessions together, I think we have two reactions to this. The first reaction is we can become angry at the conviction that maybe, maybe, just maybe, I am that person. We can become angry that potentially that might be me. The second um, reaction we may have to this is to say, well, some of us ask the question, how do I know if I'm worshipping these things? Because we put our hands up and we say, you, you know, I've got money. I've got things. I have a lovely home, a lovely family. I have great comfort and I have all I need. But, but how do I know if I'm worshipping these things? How do I know the place that these things have in my life? Some of us ask this question. And if you're that second person, that leads me to consider Paul's words to the church in Corinth when he said, Examine yourself. Paul said, Examine yourself. Why? Examine yourself to see whether or not you are in the faith. So so Paul says something really, really important because for many, many of us, many of us who are Christ followers, Often it can be the case where we say, I I follow Christ, there was a day I made a decision to follow Christ, and great, that's me sorted. But Paul says something different here. Paul says that we should examine ourselves to see whether or not we're in the faith. So, So this is an important thing. This is an important question to ask. And it should be a daily consideration. See, test yourself. Those who are truly in the faith will ultimately seek God's kingdom above worrying for the provision of food, clothing, and material things, as it states in verse 22 and 23. Now, it's tempting to to, to suggest that 2,000 years ago, the disciples, when they followed Jesus, didn't know where food was going to come from or where their clothing was going to come from because they would go from town to town, yeah? there was an element of the unknown when, when following Jesus. So they had to trust in the moment for these things. Because when Jesus approached the disciples and said, follow me, it, it was a case of, you know, don't bring everything with you. If you're following me, you're letting go of everything. And to follow Christ is to let go of all that we have and to follow him because he provides for every need. And And 2000 years ago, when the disciples done that, when the disciples were called by by Christ, the disciples in the boat, drop your nets and follow me. That was their livelihood. Would you drop your work? Would you drop your job to follow Christ? The one thing that provides you money to feed your belly, would you drop it to follow Christ? I I honestly think we're in in a society nowadays, in a culture nowadays, that says we've all become gods because we say, well, that's just not logical. That's silly. Silly, silly, silly. Why would I leave my job? I have a family of young kids who need to be fed. If I leave my job, I don't have money to pay for food. Yet Christ still says, drop your nets, leave it. And follow me. So how can we, in all honesty, apply this scripture today as the church in the UK when, when, when we generally, we already have these provisions, right? The vast majority of us in this room just now the vast majority can, can go home to, to a house that probably has something for lunch in the cupboards or the fridge. There's probably something there. If that question resonates with you and you're saying, I have clothes, I have food, I have money, I have all, these, I have all that I need, and yet you still worry about your life, then hear Jesus say this morning, as it's written in verse 28, we, we read it, O oh, you of little faith, You worry about these things, yet the disciples didn't have these things and had to trust in the moment. But the church in the UK is very well looked after. We're very well off. We're very well privileged. Yet you still worry about your life, yet you still worry about provision. And Jesus says, You have little faith. if God provides for the birds in the sky and the plants on the earth, how much more is he going to provide for you? Remember this in Genesis when God created the world, everything he created was good, but what was very good? You and I. If God's going to provide for the plants and God's going to provide for the birds, he's going to provide for you and I. God knows that we need these things. So we must stop taking life into our own hands. We must seek His kingdom and seek His kingdom alone, in actual fact. When the Christian seeks God's kingdom, He is to seek it, she is to seek it alone. Seek it first, He says. Why? Because all these things we've mentioned food, money, clothing what does it say? God will add these things to your life. So that's the first thing to consider this morning. Am I seeking God's kingdom first? Do I trust God to provide all these necessities for me? Or am I taking them in my own hands and having a focus on making sure these necessities exist in my life before I seek God? Because why? Because that's logical. That applies to me very much also with a young family. I worry. I get, I get anxious about these things. Making sure that we've got the enough for Ada, enough for Ashley, enough for me. These are considerations I have also. So God knows we need these things. This passage, what Jesus is asking of his followers, doesn't really make sense to us if our Christianity doesn't involve a surrendering of all. Some of us might read, read this passage and something's just not clicking. And it won't unless within our hearts there is a surrendering of everything we have. At that moment, it, makes, it begins to make sense. So, would you follow the Lord tomorrow morning? Would you follow the Lord tomorrow morning if you woke up and through the letterbox was an eviction notice? You have to be out of your home in two weeks. If we do, as Paul says, and we step back and examine ourselves, what is our reaction in that moment? Do we react and say, I need to fix this, I need to sort this out, I cannot lose my home it will ruin my life. That's one reaction. But Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. A home is, is a necessity. Absolutely. We need a roof over our head. We need food. We need clothes. We know already that God knows that. Would you seek his kingdom first tomorrow if your cupboard in your fridge, we've mentioned it already, was it empty? and you had no money in the purse to buy more food, would you seek his kingdom first? Would you seek his kingdom first if, and maybe this is a bit more um, relatable in the UK, your car, my car gets me from Edinburgh to to Dunfermline to work. How does that work out if I don't have my car? How is God going to provide there? Your holiday. What about holidays? I love a holiday. I really love going on holiday. I've not been in a little while, but I love going on holiday because I like to relax. I like a bit of the sun. Yes, I'm, I'm very pale, but, and I do burn, but I do enjoy the sun. I enjoy that necessity and enjoy that. But what if you were never to get a holiday ever again from your hard work, your hard graft? What if your friends left you? What if you're close? pals for years and years decided I don't want to be friends with you anymore and you had no friends whatsoever is this something that's important to you to have friends what if that's gone would you follow Christ would you seek his kingdom first anyway your conveniences were all gone would you really still seek Him first before these things? When we realize that everything we own is alone from God, we will, we will live not with gripped fists, but loose hands. When we realize that everything is alone from God, we will not have gripped fists, but loose hands. What do you have that, What do you have that is essentially God's? that could be used to further his kingdom. The early church sold their possessions. They gave away to those who needed it in order to further the kingdom. What would that look like here? What would it look like to surrender all to Christ and his kingdom? You can't take it with you, son. Heard that before. Heard that a lot growing up. You can't take it with you, son. a phrase we often use flippantly, but consider it for a second. You can't take it with you. Essentially, Jesus says the same to the rich fool, doesn't he? You can't take it with you. That's why you're a fool, for storing it up. And so if we can't take it with us, and everything we own is God's, why would our fist grip so tightly? That's the question this morning. Ask yourself why if you if you have those gripped fists to everything you have and own, why are they gripped? Examine yourself, examine your heart. Why am I why am I gripping to these things? As we move on, Jesus says, Fear not. Do you know this is one of the most repeated commands by Christ Fear not. And I'm, I'm not going to accept it. It's just a coincidence somehow. Fear not is reiterated throughout through Scripture for the encouragement of the saints, for the church's assurance in faith. We are not to be a people of fear, but have sound mind. Fear not, fear not, fear not. Don't have fear. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. It says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions. Give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Our Lord and our God tells his followers, you and I, Whatever your priority is, whatever you sow your money, whatever you sow your time, whatever that is, that will tell you exactly where your heart is. And ultimately, as his followers, our hearts need to be aligned with Christ's affections. Our hearts need to be aligned with Christ's affections. Christ's commands and Christ's will. I'd like to finish with this. I'm encouraged in my spirit to share something on this issue of anxiety and worry. And if you're anxious this morning for something or worrying about someone, please know that God is with you. Please know that God is with them. God is in this situation that you worry for, that you have anxiety for. God is present, God is not aloof. He's beside you and has great care for his children. I'd like to say this, however. We live in a time where over the last three or four years, there's been a lot of changes and developments. And most of these coming from the coronavirus lockdowns. And what's shot up in everyone's life is such an awareness of mental health. But before coronavirus, had you said mental health to me, I wouldn't have had a clue. It's nothing I would have considered before. And I think a lot of us are in that position. Mental health has been spoken about so often, and it's now become ingrained to, to look at our own lives and consider our own mental health and the state of our mind. And whilst this is a great thing, and praise be to God that God has, has us in a position where we can appreciate the importance of mental health and appreciate that others may be going through something that you're not. And so praise God that we have that capacity to, to, to show empathy and sympathy. Praise him for that, that there is a focus on it. Even those of faith are conscious of their own mental health And we've grown in knowledge, we've grown in awareness, but know this, as Christ follower, we must allow the word of God to renew our minds rather than allowing the teachings of our government, the teachings of our workplaces to formulate our minds due to its seemingly logical reality. For Christ followers, for the Christian, the word of God stands above all. We are so blessed that God would speak We're so blessed that you know that there are parts of the world who still don't have this. God has spoken. And God's word stands above absolutely everything. When you sit in a work meeting or you've heard something logical or something that really makes sense, something that's jumped out to you and really spoken to you in the workplace or the government, Great, but what does this say first? Is the teaching you receive from these other places outside of this, does it contradict it? Does it not align with it? Does it say something different? If that's the case, I'm not saying throw it out as nonsense, but this sits above it, high above. We all, Christ followers, come here First. And my worry, my worry is that his followers, the church, is starting to consider the viewpoints of those who are professional, those who have studied. And we try to influence the culture, we try to influence church by these seemingly great and logical points of view. But it's the word of God that stands firm for generations to come. It's the ultimate source of our feeding. So do not worry. Do not be anxious about your life, Jesus says. Because ultimately, Jesus provides for every necessity and every need. This is a hard word this morning. This is a hard passage because every single one of us will worry and will have anxiety at certain moments in life. And I hold my hands up to that too. But the follower of Christ looks to Jesus, looks to God's word and says, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to align myself to. And if Jesus says, don't worry, and if Jesus says, don't be anxious, then I must take heed don't forget it why is he saying don't worry why is he saying don't be anxious because he knows because he's in the moment with you he knows what you need and he'll provide for every need when you seek first his kingdom worry Worry is like a rocking chair. This isn't in the Bible, but this is a a very good um, way of thinking about it. Worry is like a rocking chair. You've maybe heard this before. Worry is like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but it will get you nowhere. Anxiety is like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but it will get you nowhere. The word of God's not a rocking chair. I will tell you everything you need to know. And I will get you to the throne when our time is up. Listen to Christ. Trust Christ. Conform to his teaching. And seek his kingdom first. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Sunday podcast from our team at GMC Dunfermline, Scotland. If you'd like more details about who we are, what we believe and how we serve, then visit the website at gillespiechurch.org or find us on Facebook. Or maybe you can check back some of the videos on our YouTube channel. Just search for Gillespie Memorial Church. All inquiries can be made through the contact us page of our website or by calling the office. Again, details are in the show notes if you'd like to support our work with a financial offering then that can be made by clicking the support us with stewardship icon on the home page of the website this has been a production of gmc including the pastors and the tech team all copyright remains with the producers today's episode was edited by barbara ann hoey and the soundtrack is up to the mood by low tree thanks for listening and god bless